Welcome to another Business Spotlight where we share reflections, insights, advice and pearls of wisdom from local business owners. My name is Kerry James, I'm a business coach and a facilitator and today we have Chief Exec of CITOR, Eli Hassel. Good afternoon and welcome to Business Spotlight, Eli. Hi Kerry. So, CITOR, let's get stuck straight in. Please give us a bit of history, how long you've been involved in the business and what do you specialise in please? Okay, so we've been open for several years, and really what we specialize in is very simple. We grow businesses' social media accounts. That's it. I mean, we specialize in LinkedIn, and we specialize working with B2B companies, and we lo- work a lot with property and finance companies, but that's just, that's what we do. Okay, and property and finance, what, what might be, what might represent a really ideal client for you in terms of um, their culture or the challenges or the size of the business? What might drive that? Well, I mean, I say property and finance, just that's how, but we've been working a lot more recently with those sort of companies. But generally, the sort of company is not big enough that you'd have a full on board social media manager. So usually we work with companies with like five to 10, 15 employees. Um, so that's what it, that's usually where we work between. Sometimes it's less. Like we're working with a few one or two people, one or two people teams, but it's usually between five to fifteen employees, and that's where they want to grow. They really want to grow. Then I mean, a lot, a lot of companies want to grow, but they've got more of a budget to grow, but they just haven't really. They, 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 uh, they haven't really got the money to spend on a full person, or they don't want to. Usually, it's they don't want to spend. They don't want to because <laughs> uh, why do it if you don't need to? Okay, absolutely. And uh, in terms of the competition, then Eli, it's clearly been a burgeoning area of business for the last what uh i guess five years or more how would you say you compare and you differentiate yourself from your competitors no so it's a good point there are a lot of competition in social media especially in marketing companies it's actually quite funny i did a document i'm doing a documentary on other social media companies for our new email list that we're trying to push out and on this documentary what we did was we went undercover to other to like one or two other marketing companies to show why all companies or why a lot of marketing companies are liars don't worry we blurred out the name of the company the face so we kept all anonymous uh, but there are a lot of marketing companies and not a lot of them nobody trusts uh, to be honest i don't trust most marketing companies myself either so what i don't really call myself or how the i don't really call sale a marketing company it's more of a social media company or really working together to grow your LinkedIn. So it's very, very specific. I've tried to look endlessly online for a company that does, that specializes in just in LinkedIn, just LinkedIn. It doesn't do the whole gun, uh, all the all the whole lot of marketing, like uh, copywriting, SEO, website, every everything. If they just specialize on, on LinkedIn as we do, I haven't, haven't seen a single company that does that. So uh, it is a bit different. If we do all of them, then, we're kind of the same, but saying that we only specialize on LinkedIn, working with B2B companies in a very, very particular field, it's, uh, we've got a very small niche. It's, it's a bit different. Okay. So talk us through some of the challenges of keeping up with the LinkedIn algorithms. I mean, I've, I started a newsletter about uh, probably two months ago now, and I'm, you know, I've been delighted with uh, the uptake. I've got about over a thousand subscribers now and, and LinkedIn it t- does tend to go f- through certain waves of supporting certain aspects of its service. What 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 do you, would you say are the key challenges there, either for yourself or on behalf of your clients? 
I mean, I see a lot of people talking about that algorithm, about this, that, that, and about how you need to do this to do the algorithm or that to do the algorithm. And I think it's a, it's a little, little uh, nonsense, really. It's mainly just, is it interesting? You just have to think on another person's perspective. Is this post interesting? Do I like it? Will people press the see more button? Will they actually want to read the whole post? Does it give them, when they finish it, do they feel good? If yes, and they didn't want to pass it around to more people. It's just it's just basic. I mean, there are of course tips on how to make people how to get people to click the see more button and this the small points like that. But at the end of the day is is it interesting? Is it easy to read? Is it fun to read? Do they gain something from it? Then yes, then that's it really. Okay. So that commentary was really about posts. What are your views about the other elements of LinkedIn, whether it's groups or newsletters or um, the other, what do the carousels and the polls? Do, you know, do you have strong views on what works well, or is it very much bespoke to each client? I mean, you, you've you've got to tell me how's the newsletters working for you? Well, it's working very well for me. I, I guess so exactly. I, yeah, I, I guess my question is, might it have worked as well this time last year, or does it kind of go through waves of of support from LinkedIn that seems to give more weight to certain elements of it of its service um than than others as time goes goes by so i personally don't use most of those features like newsletters or all these different things but you see people a lot of people using them let's say richard branson i believe he's got a huge newsletter on linkedin um so it's just like you said it's bespoke it's, it's not really bespoke but it just works differently for different people in different fields okay Good stuff. So moving a little bit broader then in terms of where you are with 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 your business, what would you say are the, the main challenges you've got in terms of uh, growing Cytol? That's an interesting one. I mean, I guess it's with all companies, what's the biggest challenge is getting new clients. That's usually, if they've got too many clients, then <laughs> it's a bit of an interesting challenge. But I guess, I guess that's a new, that, that is the challenge to, to, to really get more and more and more and more clients. So, I mean, we're growing. We definitely have grown quite a bit in the past year. Uh, but it's just, it's, I don't really see it as like a challenge, but it's just, that's what you need to do to get bigger. You need to get more clients. And dare I ask, is is LinkedIn a, the key, key way that you get new clients for your business? In fact, it is, believe it or not. <laughs> One of the main ways is LinkedIn. Yeah, we get quite a few from LinkedIn. What we do is we're from LinkedIn. Either they contact me personally or they, we'd send them to our website. And we've got a really nice website. Um, we paid quite a lot for just like this, the copywriting of one of the one page costs us in the four figures just for the copywriting of one page and we send them to the, the website and hopefully they'll be convinced with that amazing copywriting to book a meeting and to you know okay come on board and you mentioned uh, copywriting and different services etc what sort of size and shape is the team at the moment and what are your what would your aspirations be would you say over the next say three years so we've got one or two people on board, but what's the size? I mean, I don't really like looking at numbers that like we're trying to hit this target with this target. Although, uh, of course, we've all got ideas. This is what we want to do. This is where we want to hit. But I just look at it as just, grow just growing it and giving the best possible service, and which will really get it bigger and get and yeah, I, I guess I really should think of numbers, but that's that's not really how I look at it. I look at it more about just growing it as much as possible. Okay. Because, uh, also, seeing numbers is very limiting. Because if I'm you say, let's say, I want to hit 2 million, then once all, all that number is all you're targeting for is 2 million. Now, if you say, I just want to hit really high and do the best, 
hit five million. But if you say just two million, you're just going to get them. That's going to be it. okay. That's it. Okay, so, so I make it a much easier question. What, what's the size of the current team at the moment, then, Eli? So yeah, like I said, we've got one or two people on board. It's uh, part time, so it's not it's not okay. a huge business at all. Okay, and um, you mentioned that um, when you started the business. If we moved on to your reflections on the key lessons you've learned as a business owner, what might they be? Do you think, Eli? I mean, that, that's, that's a very good question. What lessons have, have I learned from this? I guess you learn quite a lot. I mean, it's, it's a journey. You spend a lot, most of your life really on it. So as long as you're really putting the time, you're spending most of your life on it. So I guess most, most of the way how I act or how I talk is from is things I've learned from, uh, from, from, from running this business. But I, I guess one of the most, like, for, I'll give you an example. One of the most recent things I learned is how to, uh, how to socialize and how to, like, trust people and trust members of the team, and how to give other people independence and all these different things and how to how to work together. That's something I've learned from this, and I think that's something really powerful. So this is a lot. Of, there's a lot of lessons. It's very hard to pinpoint one particularly. Maybe it's learning how to do finances because that's that's of course crucial in your life. Um, yeah, so I guess social might be the biggest one. Okay, and where do you tend to get your 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 learning inspiration from? Would you say is it a reflection about about you know yourself and and lessons from your own experiences, or do you do you have uh, kind of go to authors or or books that you like, or where do you tend to get your learning from? Would you say you like? You might not like this one, but I like reading Donald Trump's book. <laughs> Donald Trump's book. Yeah, so it's a tiny bit egotistical, just just a tad. Uh, he starts off the book by saying, "I don't, I don't care about money. I just like making deals." So he says, "I've got enough money, so I don't care about it." So it's it, it just a tad egotistical, but it's it's very interesting. I've read it several times, and no matter whether you like him or you don't like him, because most people don't like him, and quite a lot of people do like him. Uh, he's it's just is you've got to admire his business instincts because he he did make a lot of money. He made billions. He did do business well, so I really like that book. I've read it several times, uh, but also I, I guess I, I watch a lot. Do you know Stephen Barlett's podcast? I do. We have an annual conference at Action Coach, and it was at London Excel this year. And Stephen Barlett was one of the uh, one of the speakers there, so I'm very familiar with him. But also a regular listener to, to um, Diaries of a CEO, of course. Isn't it? I'm just trying to think. Of it. That's so the what, one, what, yeah. what what are your favourite? Um, Guests have, have been on on his pod podcast. Would you say, Eli? Oh, I say, I mean, it's amazing that you did. You get to meet him, by the way. Uh, I I didn't. Some of the guys there did, but no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't make the effort to go and meet him. No. Should've no, been. well, <laughs> well, it would have been cool if you managed to get him on this as well. Uh, <laughs> what are the best ones? Uh, most of them are really good. Most of them are uh, tremendous. Like. Yeah, there's there was, one, there was one about Jordan Peterson about how you fulfill your own meaning of life, but that's more that's not really about business as much. I, I tried listening to the one about Richard Branson, but it was umming and awing too much. Yeah, but there was there was quite a few. I I can't name any one particular one off my head, but there were the most of them are amazing. Most most as you as you know, he he's a, an amazing interviewer. Yes, certainly the Simon Sinek one was uh, was excellent, Doctor A. Yeah, he's had exactly. Great. He's had on Simon several times, hasn't he? Three James, times. James Clear was 
a, a guest at a, the same conference I just mentioned, but back in 2019, the writer of Atomic Habits, I'd certainly recommend that. Actually, no, sorry, have I got that wrong? That's the High Performance Podcast one. Sorry, I've got the wrong podcast. I don't know whether you're familiar with High Performance Podcasts as well, Eli. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I've heard of James Clear, yes. I thought he came on Stephen Barlett's one once. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. So. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's been on both, but he's definitely been on uh, the High Performance Podcast, and I'd certainly recommend that one as well. Okay, so so it's interesting you've read Donald Trump's book several times. You said, what, what are the main takeaways from that, from your perspective, Eli? How not to be ego- egotistical. <laughs> That's an interesting what? lesson from double Donald Trump, isn't it? Well, I'll look at him and say, is this a person you want to be? No. So <laughs> one of the things no. we use, I don't know whether you're familiar with disk analysis. Are you familiar no, with that no. at all? No, it's it's a behavioral profiling communication tool. So it's D-I-S-C. So D is dominant. I is influential, S is supportive, and, and C is uh, conscientious. So, you know, some of us are a complicated mix of all, all, all four. Some people are extreme versions of one, and, and Donald Trump is an extreme D. So not a lot of empathy there, very um, intuitive, very decisive, very results-orientated, all that all that stuff, which which can be good, can be bad. But um, he's just an example of an extreme version of, uh, of one of the... Uh, one of the profiles on that. So I tend to use him as an example of, uh, of, of a high D person. Anyway, very good, very good. So mm-hmm. just, we, to, just to answer that question, what did I actually learn from it? I mean, I'm, there's quite a bit to learn, whether you, uh, be, as long as you see through of who he really is, which is, uh, is an egomaniac. Um, I mean, it's, he still might be good at business or good at policies or whatever it is, uh, but at the end of the day, he is, he is that person. Um, what did I, I learned quite a bit from it. So one was, for example, never giving up. That is one of his main things that he always pushes is never, never give up. And no matter if you're about to lose, no matter if you're bankrupt, no matter what, just never give up. And you keep on going, you keep on trying. That's that's something quite inspirational. So that's, that's quite a pleasure to learn. Uh, the other one is also about jumping on your opportunities because you see his things and you he jumps on so many opportunities. A lot of them, they fall through. I think he gives an example, like if you juggle... Was that Gary Vaynerchuk? One of them said, "If you juggle like ten opportunities, one of most of them are going to fall, but one should go through." Um, so that's one of them. And another one. There's just so much to learn from that book. As like I said, as long as he sees through the point that he, he is an egomaniac, but is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to learn for business. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, it's been uh, it's been great to hear your perspective on where you are and and where you get your learning from, etc. Uh, Eli. One final question, if I may. If if uh, there are businesses looking for further LinkedIn expertise. What might you suggest as a as a next step, Eli? So, I mean, you can go on my you can go on my website on sitel.com, S-I-T-E-A-W-E.com. Um, and then you can book a, a book something, a book a meeting through there where we'll sit down for half an hour and we'll discuss uh, your social media needs. All okay. Free. Yes. For free. Okay. For great. One hundred percent. Yes. And then, uh, and then we'll go from there. Very good. Well, we will add the URL uh, contacts into the LinkedIn post and and the other areas that we we post this interview onto Eli. So that's been great. Thanks ever so much again for your time and your contribution, and all the very best with Cytal. Thank you, Kerry.